0: This is Donald Parham. You're listening to Chargers Unleashed, part
1: of the L.A. football network. Stay jiggy. Hey, this is Chris the II, Chargers outside
0: linebacker. And make sure you check out Chargers Unleashed. Guys, the Chargers Unleashed. Sebastian Joseph, they know the vibes. We're outside. you checking in with Mike Williams from the L.A. Chargers, and you're tuning in to Chargers Unleashed.
1: You're listening to the Chargers Unleashed podcast with your host, Dan Wolkenstein and Jake Heffner. Welcome to another edition of Chargers Unleashed. Jake after and Dan Wolkenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. Today's show, of course, being brought to you by Online, Charger Bowl Family, Rock Solid Sports Memorabilia, and Athletic Greens. If this is your first time tuning into the show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Or if you're like Dan Wolkenstein currently, who is just enjoying the shit out of that Christmas sugar cookie that he is eating... Um, As we get ready for the holidays, today is December 23rd, which is a couple days away from Christmas. Dan Wolkenstein already is in the holiday spirit, just choking everything away as he eats his glorious Christmas sugar cookie. Uh, Dan Wolkenstein, I'd ask you how you are. As of 30 seconds ago, you were probably better.
0: (laughs) I just choked. I just choked. Thank you. Um, Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas Eve. Happy holidays to everyone out there. Uh, listening, watching, supporting charges Unleashed. Uh, it's been a fun, fun year. Yes, I am enjoying the hell out of my sugar cookie. And for the record, Jake, is there any cookie during the holiday season better than a sugar cookie?
1: Any? Well I'll, I'll say this and I and I do have to come to my to the support of my wife because she makes some mean, delicious almond cookies almond i'm I'm telling you some almond cookies with some nice frosting on top much in the same way that that sugar cookie is designed but it's it's they're almond bro and they're really good so you have to find like the specific like homemade cookies that people have these you know insane recipes for and you wonder where the hell did they get them but if you're just looking for something just to you know Give your tongue a nice little orgy for about five seconds. Those, keep those it, sugar cookies are pretty hard to beat. Keep it PG. Keep it PG. This is the kid show. Uh,
0: all right, guys. We are in week 16 already. Chargers in the playoff hunt. It's right at their fingertips. Going up against the Colts. Monday night primetime should be fun. This whole weekend should be fun. Uh, lots to break down. We're going to got to get into the landscape of this Chargers playoff hopes so far. Obviously get into the Colts game. Jake, over under 27 and a half Christmas cookies
1: I will have between now and Christmas. Well, yo, you. I thought I was going to talk about Me. myself. You, over you better pound now. the damn over. <laughs> I was going to say over under between now and then. Is that your first one? No. <laughs> it's definitely going over. <laughs> And I don't know how many you've had, so, but I'm gonna say it's fair that you'll go the the over.
0: <laughs> Put it this way, I we we made like a ton of them, and this morning I went over to my wife and I said, I don't know if these cookies are gonna last to Christmas. I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. This is the one time of year you can do it, Jake. Let's talk about our friends over at Bet Online.
1: We want to remind everybody that Bet Online. Is and remains your number one source for all of your betting, sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting free contests and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. And make sure to use that promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, just finished my last bite of that cookie while you're
0: doing that ad read. Thank you. Um, Jake, Chargers rate in six. Chargers. Your Los Angeles Chargers just beat the Tennessee Titans. Are now 8-6. and And with three games going into this week remaining, there's a scenario, Jake, where this Chargers team can clinch a playoff berth before the last two games are even snapped.
1: What world are we living in right now? (laughs) I don't know, but... (laughs) One of, those, one of those games is already leaning in the Chargers' favor. Last night, the Jets were defeated by the Jacksonville Jaguars, so that's one of the teams that had to lose. You have the Raiders-Pittsburgh game this weekend. The Chargers need the Raiders to lose in that scenario. Now, I can't remember who it is that the, the Patriots are playing. but I think the Patriots, they're playing the Bengals. Uh, okay. Is that right?
0: I think they're playing the Bengals, and the Bengals are going for the number one seed, or they're going for the division. Number
1: one seed, yeah. Check me on that, but either way, the Patriots – Need to lose that game as well as the Chargers defeating the Indianapolis Colts in order to clinch a playoff spot at the end of this week. So I just always say, Dan, you don't really worry about any other games. You just worry about yourself. Currently,
0: freaking believe me, it's Patriots Bengals. Okay, great. I just said. I just said. Check
1: me on that. No, you I said. You, know, you said check me, but it's more like check you because I was the <laughs> one that said it. Thank you for confirming it, Dan. <laughs> Appreciate it. But anyways, Chargers currently sit in the sixth seed spot as it relates to the playoffs. They still have an opportunity to even move up to the fifth seed depending on what happens with the Baltimore Ravens over these next couple of weeks. They still don't have a quarterback. They still are on the third string quarterback, I believe. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Lamar Jackson's already out. But the Chargers play the Indianapolis Colts Monday Night Football, December 26th, this week. And there's a lot that we have to break down to it because... I still want to go over some things that will tie into this from obviously our conversation with Matt Money-Smith as it relates to this Chargers offense. The Chargers defense has seen a very nice resurgence and have gotten some good news this week with the return of Derwin James to practice uh, just yesterday that we had heard about. So that quad seems to be feeling better. Still no news on the Joey Bosa front as it stands right now. But Dan, you tell me, where would you like to start? Offense, defense, because I think this will be a little bit more of an interesting matchup than most people would think, despite the record, despite the fact that Nick Foles is coming in to start his very first game of 2022. Um, There's actually a lot to break down from this that maybe people at the face level aren't thinking about, but you choose, offense or defense. Where do you want to start?
0: I think we've got to start with what all Chargers fans are kind of bracing for and have been clamoring for, and that is for this offense to take shape. They're now healthy. They've got their receivers back. They've got all their tight ends back. They've got their running backs. Obviously, Justin Herbert is now healthy. Trey Pipkins is back. Can this offense find a way to get back to 2021 form where they're putting up 30 like it's nobody's business? Currently, it seems like they are struggling to put up 20. <laughs> now, obviously, some series of unfortunate events have happened that have kind of caused that these last few weeks. But offense is still not there. The plays are there. Protection's broken down. Going up against a Colts defense that I think is criminally underrated, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, Can this Chargers offense get it going this first of three weeks against a team they should beat that has many players out, that's underdogs? Jake, let's start with the offense. Jake, how are you feeling about this Chargers offense versus this Colts defense led by a one, ding, 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 Gus Bradley?
1: These are the these are the type of games that you just you hate to see that type of connection there. Obviously, we all know what Gus Bradley was for a short period. Of time. I mean, to me, for the duration that he was with the Chargers, I think he had one year where his defense actually worked and it looked good. And then from that point on, just wasn't able to get that type of those type of numbers back. Now, despite what the statistics may tell you about the Colts defense and however you want to look at their team's record, Dan, this is a team that is allowing only the 12th amount of yard, total yards per game. Tenth, uh, a 10th allowed passing yards per game where the chargers, that's what actually one of their strengths are actually second in the league in that circumstance. But, Regardless what the rushing yards per game are, the points allowed game are, again, around 24 points, which is where the Chargers currently are hovering over these last two weeks in that 20 to 24 mark. I still think that there is a lot of talent on this defense that, in truth, if you had a more sustainable offense, this Colts team would probably be looking at a much better record. So I'm not trying to build the Colts defense as world beaters, but I do think there are some aspects about their game that is underrated. That they are going to, ha- that the Chargers are going to have to contend with. Now, obviously, last week they had to go up against a Titans defense that was very banged up, especially in the secondary. A lot of players were out for them. Uh, with the Dolphins, they still had to contend with some injuries on their defense as well. And the issue that I have with this, Dan, and the reason that I bring this up is that. Even with those injuries against both of those defenses, you still had players like Christian Wilkins, Jeffrey Simmons, just blowing up the interior part of the uh, uh, offensive line for the Chargers. And especially last week against the Titans, when you saw the injuries leading up to the game that were there for their secondary, the Chargers just couldn't take as much of an advantage that you thought you were going to see going into that game. Hence, where we come back to the issue that most people have had with this offense, whether it's the play calling, it's the execution, uh, it's maybe not being as aggressive as you should be in key situations of the game. So this really, as the big macro of everything, I think is the biggest question here: feast or famine. If you can take care of the ball against this Colts defense,
0: you should win. This is a turn. This is a turnover ratio where if you if you win the turnover margin, you win this game. Period. I mean, even last week, Jay, look at it. Last week, they their defense did pretty good. Defense special teams did great. They still lost that game. But look how many points they gave up in the second half. So feast or famine. If the Chargers can sustain drives, if Justin Herbert can hold on to the ball, if the running backs can please not fumble, don't give them easy points. That's all you need. And this defense should be had. But, you know, Gus the defense, say what you will. Like It's kind of designed for that bend, not break, and is baiting the offense to cause turnovers. So I look at it as take care of the football, come out there with
1: victory. I see the same thing. You know, Justin Herbert having two turnovers in a single game, that does not happen that often. I think that was a microchasm of everything that the way that the Titans adjusted to the defense. Um, obviously the play by Roger McCreary last week was just a, a ridiculous heads up play by him. So that ball was sailing out of balance anyways. So you probably call it what you will. Yes. In the stat sheet it goes down as an interception, but probably in any other scenario, it wouldn't have been, it would have just been an incomplete pass, but you do have to look at this, especially with the guys that are in the secondary, Dan, Stefan Gilmore, Whatever you want to say about how old he is, he's still making plays this year. I'd be interested to see how he's going to cover Keenan Allen to try to take him away. Where are the Chargers going to go with the football in that circumstance? Are you going to come out with this philosophy that apparently that you had last week was to try to get the running game a little bit more involved? Now, while I love seeing Josh Kelly run, and I definitely think that he should be getting more touches, Dan, for all those things that you mentioned in terms of the touchdowns given up and where they are from a pass yarding perspective, I would hope that you would develop a game plan from your coaching standpoint of where this team is weak and how you can attack them. So I don't, the the, here's the good thing for the chargers that in terms of interior pressure that has wreaked down on them over these last two weeks, there's not a Christian Wilkins or a Jeffrey Simmons on the opposite (laughs) side of the ball. They have my mind. They have Grover Stewart in that position who is Good for you know where he's been at the league, but he's not at that level. So if the chargers can give the interior pressure, allowing Justin Herbert the time to step up in the pocket, possibly evade pressure by utilizing his legs, pick up a couple first downs in that scenario, keep those change moving, then you can dictate the pace of this game and you can mix it up a lot better. And maybe, as so many people have liked to say this year, that the Chargers become Predictable when it comes to their offense. What say you do that, Dan? You know, it, it's it's frustrating. If
0: I'm gonna be honest, it's frustrating because this this offense should be fine. You, know, you look at kind of the the defensive side of the ball for the Colts. They are in the middle like I think like 13th or so um, blitz percentage, third fewest. So. Gus Bradley defense, no blitzing, but they get pressure. So you should be able to, as opposed to the last few weeks where the offensive line had just gotten trucked. It seemed this this week should be better. This week should be better. So, I, again, like we we could talk about this seventeen different ways till Sunday, Monday at this point. The Colts' defense is not as good as the Chargers' offense. Now, the kind of equalizer here is going to be Gus Bradley, defensive coordinator, versus Joe Lombardi, offensive coordinator. And so far this year, Joe Lombardi has not left much for this Chargers fan base to be excited about. We've all seen the Gus Bradley defense, but Now we've seen a couple games with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams on the field together with Donald Barham back in the fold. Josh Palmer is still doing his thing. We've seen Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly out there. Trey Pipkins and Corey Lindsley are now back out there. Like this should be when the team gets right. And it seems as though they are so far, at least on the defensive side. You want to see your team play the best at the end of the season. And they have three games here. First one, of course, going up against Colts to do so. Really, in my eyes, Jake, it's going to be who wins that matchup. Lombardi?
1: Bradley? I would hope from a game scheming type of scenario, that especially what you've seen over the last two weeks, that you go back to the mold that you had against the Miami Dolphins. Quick, efficient, get the ball out. Let's not forget, Dan, uh, I was just mentioning there's no Jeffrey Simmons or uh, Christian Wilkins on the Colts defense, but there is a Yannick Ngakwe who leads that team with nine and a half sacks currently right now. And on the opposite side of him, you do have Pay. The offensive line has not been the best over these last two weeks. Trey Pipkins was the only offensive lineman last week against the Titans that did not give up a single pressure, which is great from his standpoint, but you've got to see better from the rest of the offensive linemen. So... What's Gus Bradley going to do with some of these guys? Is he going to work in a couple other stunts to try to get that interior pressure, or is he going to try to collapse the edge? Can the Chargers set the edge against some of these guys? That's really just the biggest question. So, yes, from a personnel standpoint, you look at this, and any casual person would probably say, Yeah, from a talent perspective, the Chargers should roll, be able to put up points, be efficient on offense, and score. But the question of this, which has Been the question that i have continually asked dan wolkenstein for the several weeks on this show this year do you trust this coaching staff specifically the coordinators in this case joe lombardi to scheme up a game plan well enough to go at least three out of the four quarters of this game in order for your offense to put up points and once again i asked the same question to dan wolkenstein uh, do I trust Joe Lombardi? <laughs> oh,
0: that's tough. Uh, do I trust him to put up points against this defense? You know what? I know I'm the eternal optimist. Like, I, I know everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, of course. But, like, I do. I do trust him against this Gus Bradley defense. I, I think it takes a bit for players to get acclimated to one another and, and for the scheme to kind of come back. And in terms of the Joe Lombardi offense, if you kind of peel it back, it's a little bit more nuanced than just like, oh, he doesn't take deep shots downfield. Or like, oh, it's just running to the sticks. Like, as much as people want to say that, a lot of times that's not true. (laughs) Now, situationally, lots to be desired. Time of game, awareness, like, creativity all of those aspects not great if i'm being honest like there'll be glimpses of it but in totality not great aggressiveness i wouldn't say he's not aggressive it's just it's not it just isn't working they are putting up play designs that require something the chargers don't have and they relying on players to do things that they can't do, which fault of Joe Lombardi, no question. But you're if you go back and watch like these last three, four, five weeks, there's a ton of stretch plays, there's a ton of shots downfield that are either blown up because the offensive line can't wor- can't hold up with a damn, no separation because Keenan Mike Williams haven't been there, or DeAndre Carter is five foot eight. Or it just comes at an opportune time. The defenses are just baiting you to go short. So, do I trust the offense? Interestingly enough, I think this type of defense going up against Gus Bradley actually benefits the Chargers because they kind of give the Chargers the short stuff, or any offense, kind of the short stuff, and make them go all the way down the field, which we've seen. Justin Herbert does pretty well. Um, The thing is, though, Jake, this Colts... Defense is honestly like it's got good players. Some of them are hurt, but it's got good players. But I, I don't know. They've given up some touchdowns. <laughs> That's for darn sure. I think they're. Let's see. Where are they in touchdowns? They are. Wow! Well, now I can't even find them. I'll edit this out. Where'd they go? Twenty touchdowns. They've given up, which is, it looks like 22nd. That through the air on the ground, or is that total? Total. I'm sorry, that's passing. Passing, excuse me. 20 passing touchdowns they've given up. Like, I don't know. They're tied with four other teams. They're tied with the Commanders, the Vikings, the Patriots, and they're one fewer than the Raiders and the Chargers, for being honest. Um, turnovers. Let's look at interceptions. Interceptions. I believe they have like, yeah, they're fifth worst. They have just seven interceptions all season. I mean, I don't know. That's not great. What? Well, I, I mean, <laughs>
1: the Chargers should be doing pretty good. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Last time I heard that that doesn't win on Sundays, Dan. All expectations on paper. And like Austin Eckler once famously uh, said, yes. paper doesn't play on Sundays, or in this case for the Chargers, on Monday. But the reason I'm bringing this up, Dan, is because I know we had Matt Money Smith on the show earlier this week. And we, you know, I kind of asked him the questions just as far as to give me his perspective on what he has seen from Joe Lombardi when we were going all the way back to training camp and hearing the press conferences from him and talking about what they plan to implement. And I even thought before the season started that they were going to implement a more balanced offense to where Justin Herbert wouldn't have to play Superman all the time. Obviously if you want to win games, he's got to play Superman for you pretty much case in point. Look at last week.
0: No, but he, I pushed back on that a little bit last week. He for Justin Herbert perspective for like his relevance Relativity. He didn't have a good game.
1: He had a great Superman last drive, and that's and that's all I'm highlighting. Yes, but you, but where the Chargers are currently at right now in terms of an eight and six record, if Justin Herbert is not Superman, of course, of course, you you don't have an eight and six record. Essentially, even in a bad game, even with a couple throws, you don't have an eight and six record. But I highlight that, Dan, which is to say, over these last three weeks of the season, against the Colts, against the Rams, against the Broncos. You know, three teams that are mathematically done when it comes to playoffs, nothing to play for, but can always play spoiler to their opponents if they want to at this time of the year. I would hope that if the Chargers are set to make a playoff push, which as of now, they currently sit in the sixth seed, that your offense, specifically your game planning, how about your ability to score points in the third quarter? That is what needs to be adjusted. If by the time playoff comes, if you're ready to go up against one of the more premier teams that is going to be making uh, making the playoffs this year, so that is where my whole point into this comes into play. We've had several weeks to try to see where these little inconsistencies can possibly get better. We're and week so- sixteen, Jake. Week I sixteen. I know. <laughs> I know, Dan. That's my point. You would have There's thought that this time. would have gotten still fixed. Time. <laughs> A while ago, but from the standpoint, how big of a drought do you have to have to put one in the end zone in the third quarter?
0: Yeah, D- Daniel Popper, I think, was mentioning this um, recently. He talked about uh, Bill Belichick uh, theme, which is like the middle eight. He talks about the in most important parts of the game. It's obviously the first and last two minutes of the game, but also the middle eight, which is the last four minutes of the second quarter. First four minutes of the third quarter. And you've seen so many instances, Jake, where the Chargers have the ball, either tied up three, up seven, Start whatever. Start the second half with it. Not not even that. With going into these going into halftime, they got the ball with two, three minutes left, have an opportunity to go up two scores at halftime, come out, third quarter, score again, and it basically completely flipped the script. You can have it you can have your defense up 17 points before the other, other team even touched the ball. But yet, the Chargers consistently cannot score touchdowns in the final four minutes of the first half and cannot score anything in the first four minutes of the second half. You cannot do that against playoff teams and expect to win. You, you can't. Now, you can get by a week or two. Some things can go your way. But in totality, like that is not sustainable. Especially for a team that has Justin freaking and Herbert. Like that just shouldn't happen. So the offense versus like the Colts offense. Look, it's 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 Nick Foles, it's Mike Strawn, it's Michael Pittman, it's Alec Pierce. Jonathan Taylor isn't playing. Like we've got up against better offenses the last seven weeks than this team. If we're being honest, so. It's not that side, it really isn't. Like, I'm a, I'm a little bullish in this game, just because I have faith in Brandon Staley to be like, you know what we saw last year, and I know last year's last year. We don't want to talk about stuff in the past, but like, we're not doing this shit again. And you know how, you know how big it would be for this team to just get this first one out of the way, like get to nine and six. If they go eight and seven. Like, everyone's going to start that narrative again. Everyone's going to start talking. And the team will hear it. Like, it, it's not going to be pretty. Now, does it mean they're going to be eliminated? No. Like, is there still two games left? Do they still have a good chance of making the playoffs? Yes. But if they win, if they beat the Colts, they have like a 90, well, I think it was like 90-something percent chance of making the playoffs. Like, it, it's basically almost a lock. Now,
1: <laughs> you gotta yeah, knock on you better, that. You better knock on that. Um, well, Dan, let's 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 flip it over. Let's let's talk about now let's talk about this Colts offense going up against this Chargers defense because obviously a lot has changed for them in just a short week's time. Matt Ryan gets benched. Nick Foles comes into play, former Super Bowl champion. But before we do that, obviously Dan likes talking about being healthy. Dan always likes to describe how he takes his product in athletic greens with three ice cubes in his shaker cup. And as as Dan admitted, it makes him even more optimistic, which is just hard to believe. So if you're looking to get on Dan Wolkenstein's uh, level and- Get on my level! Feeling optimistic, feeling better, we got to talk to you guys about athletic greens. Now, Dan and I started taking athletic greens about two months ago, uh, specifically for me, my own testament. You know, I- go to the gym every day. I like keeping in shape. I should from the standpoint that I'm pushing close to 40 years old, but I can tell you right now that my diet for the last 22 years of me going to the gym has never been great. What can I say? I'm a sugar f- I'm a sugar fiend. I like good stuff. You already I, heard about my sugar cookies. I like I like fast food. What can I say? But uh, in terms of the essential nutrients, vegetables, minerals that uh, that you need on a daily basis, Athletic Greens has that. Have I ever been the type to rack up my blender with celery, kale, and all the essential other vegetables that you should be taking on a daily basis? No, that's just I would not me. To see that, I, I, I am not that type of person. But Athletic Greens comes in a very standard powder form, has all the ingredients that you need in it. In terms of again, vitamins, minerals, uh, vegetable supplements that you need, uh, vitamin. Uh, And and everything is supporting the immune system. So to make it easy on yourself, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash chargers unleashed. Again, that's athleticgreens.com backslash chargers unleashed to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance.
0: I got to say. AG1 has been pretty sweet for me. Uh, it's honestly become totally a part of my routine. Uh, three ice cubes. Because you got to have it cold. You got to have it chilled. Uh, about eight ounces of water. Put in the shaker. You can even change it up, Jake. You can not have water. You can put like pineapple juice or orange juice or something. Uh, so that's pretty good. And honestly, it gives you a boost in the morning. And it makes you feel good for the rest of the day. And now if I don't take it by like 9 a.m., I'm like, what's, what's wrong? Something's off. Something's off. I don't feel good. Here we go. So AG1... From Athletic Greens, go get yours today. Backslash unleashed. was it? AthleticGreens.com slash charges unleashed. That's it. That's it. All right, Jake. So <laughs> where do you want to go with
1: this? Like it, it does it matter? <laughs> for the for the Colts offense? Yeah. I mean, Dan, it sure it matters. Sure it matters. Because again. Chargers, I mean
0: Chargers, I mean sorry, let, let, some... let, me, let me rephrase. Let me rephrase, let, me rephrase let me rephrase. Does it matter who the Colts have on their offense? Or is it more about can the Chargers defense continue what they've done? Well it's a little bit of it's a little bit of both.
1: I saw a tweet earlier on this week when the announcement came down that Jonathan Taylor was out for the rest of the season. And somebody on Twitter said Chargers should roll in this game. No Jonathan Taylor, no Colts, Colts, in my opinion.
0: (laughs) They haven't watched the Chargers.
1: And I thought to myself, have you forgotten who you have been watching, specifically from a rush defense perspective over these last 16 weeks? Look, last week against the Vikings, with Jonathan Taylor out, Zach Moss had 24 carries for 81 yards. Deion Jackson, the other running back, had 13 carries for 55 yards. That's 37 carries. And let's... Let's note, since Jeff Saturday has taken over the reins as the head coach of this football team, he has put a much bigger emphasis on running the football. So if there is anybody, and we talked about this last week from the Titans' perspective, if they're smart, they'll just keep running the ball with Derrick Henry, go right at the Chargers' weakness. Jeff Saturday has proven that since he has been the head coach, to put more of an emphasis on the running game. So if there is I don't care who the hell it is. In terms of the running back goes, if you can't stop this Colts running running game or at least limit it to some certain extent, that's just going to make this Colts offense more divisive. If they keep rattling off four yards a clip and just keep pounding it down your throat, yes, I understand who's at quarterback. I understand the lack of weapons that are around Nick Foles on that offense right now. I understand there's no Jonathan Taylor. But do you remember when Rex Burkhead Mm. put on a display and essentially earned himself a new contract at the expense of the Chargers last year? I don't want to talk about that. Let's just not forget that wasn't too long ago. So personally, the way that the Chargers are still not able to stop the run, I don't care who's at running back this week. It's still something to take note of. I guess. <laughs> now, Dan, I guess. Now, Dan, the easiest way to do it, because obviously the Chargers statistically can't stop it, but there's one way that you can limit it, and that is with a more efficient scoring offense. Yes, yes. And a healthy Derwin James will help.
0: Now, say what you will about this defense, whether it's because of injuries, execution, assignments, blown coverages, coaching, Whatever. They seem to have figured it out these last couple of weeks against two good teams. I don't care what anyone wants to say. The Titans team is a good team. They're a playoff team. Sure, they were injured a little bit, but that is a tough-ass team to beat. Any week. doesn't matter. Chargers defense is kind of getting strides and getting reps with the same guys over and over and over again, which I think with this defense, like it takes a bit to kind of get up to speed when it comes to the scheme. And you're seeing guys step up. No Derwin James, no problem, at least the last couple of weeks. Alohi Gilman is playing out of his mind. Gotta love it. Zier Adderley has been playing actually pretty darn good alongside of him. Kenneth Murray, Jake, I don't know if you've noticed this, but Kenneth Murray has had a little bit different look these last two or three games. A little bit more aggressive. Actually doing pretty darn good in coverage. Some tackles for loss. Like, I, I like what we're seeing from Kenneth Murray lately. Drew Tranquil, obviously, is a beast. And please, for the love of God, Chargers, resign him. But like Chargers' defense has done pretty good. Unspoken hero, Jazeera Taylor, has come in and stepped up alongside of Bryce Callahan, or in place of Bryce Callahan, for one of these weeks. Defense is a good... Brandon Fajoko, have yourself a month. Hello. Like, they're playing team defense, and they're staying connected. And you heard Brandon State talk about like the whole, whatever, the argument, quote-unquote, or the passionate discussion from Sebastian Joseph Day and Drew Tranquil, which he talked about afterwards at the press conference, was like, that was one of the best things that this could have happened to the defense. And he sees that as a great sign of communication, as passion, as caring. Um, the defense is kind of playing as if they're all brothers. And if they can continue this, this is kind of why I was saying it doesn't really matter because on the Colts' offense, they're not going to be any better than what we've seen the last six weeks. If the Chargers defense can continue to do what they've been doing, and then you add Derwin James, watch out. Now, can they completely shit the bed? Drop the bag? Sure. They could. I just... I have a hard time believing it. It's going to happen this week. I just... I just don't. I I I. I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. Eight and six. Things are happening. Like, the last couple weeks, Jake, I don't know if you've noticed this. This never happens to Chargers teams. Like, this never happens where other teams that need to lose or win actually do. That's true. Like, last week was like... I don't remember last... Every time that stuff kind of needs to happen, it's like, nope, 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 nope. But, like, everyone's losing. Then this week, the Jets already lost. That's one less team to worry about. Like things are kind of falling into place for them. Now, they need, obviously, to take advantage of this. Obviously. But the path is there. The path is there. They're a better team than the Colts, by far. They don't have a quarterback. They don't have a running back. Their defense is meh. Their coach is kind of suspect.
1: They just got ugh, the heart tripped out of them last week. And Everything that you just said in that last sentence is just the setup.
0: <laughs> it's like the Texans last year, I know.
1: Because, like you just said, oh, the one thing that never happens to the Chargers. Well, let me tell you something that does happen to the Chargers a lot. You play down to your opponent, and in Fair. Dan's circumstance that he just gave, while that may be true, Dan, everybody of course talks about the Vikings coming back from a thirty-three to nothing deficit and winning that game. What was it? Forty? Or what did it? What was the final score? They tied it at 36. It, and then, I think it was 39 36. Yeah, 39 36. But the question is, how the hell did you fall down in a 33 to zero hole in the first place? And everybody, I remember listening to the broadcast on it. I mean, just everybody in that stadium, including the announcers, were just shocked by the time that halftime rolled around and it was 33 to nothing. So that's my question, Dan. And again, we were talking about a 33 to nothing deficit against the likes of a Dalvin Cook and a Justin Jefferson led offense, which mm-hmm. has shown to be very potent several times this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, is it? I'm not saying that the Chargers are going to collapse, nor am I saying that they are going to lose this game, nor am I saying that they are not the better team when you start comparing them to the Colts. I'm I mean, just it'll saying. Be t- it'll, be, it'll be tougher than people think. Yes. I, I'm saying it's not It's not going to be. I, I personally think that every game that the Chargers have this the rest of this season is still going to be very closely contested. That's one thing that definitely has not changed throughout the course of this year. That's one thing that they have been consistent on is that one way or another, you're going to have a couple heart attacks before the clock strikes triple zero at the end of the fourth <laughs> quarter, even if it's the Chargers coming out with a win. So let's just not forget that. But Dan, I think what you have mentioned and everybody has taken account on is these last two weeks that the Defense surrendering 17 points respectfully to the Colts and the or excuse me to the Titans and the Dolphins. It's been extremely impressive what they have been able to do in one of those games without Derwin James, without Sebastian Joseph Day, without Bryce Callahan. What they have been able to get in terms of their defensive scheme, playing more man cover two, cover six mixing up the coverages, not so much zone defense that Brandon Staley has played a majority of this season. I think if you come out playing with that aggressive style and obviously getting Derwin James back this week, if ultimately that happens, that's going to be a huge boost. But damn, that that Chargers defense came to play and woke up in the fourth quarter of last week in terms of their sack numbers. Joe Gaziano, Chris Rump, Kyle Van Noy, Drew Tranquil, all had a sack in between that final couple minutes of the third quarter and the fourth quarter. So, can you put that type of pressure on Nick Foles? Can you press these wide receivers off the line? Because even being even for the fact that the Colts had 33 points, Matt Ryan only attributed 19 completions, 182 yards, and one touchdown of that 33 points that the Colts put up. Yes, in four quarters, which is just insane to say. So is. How much of a boost is Nick Foles going to give you? I don't know. It's hard to tell. The 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 he, the man has only thrown 35 passes in the last 2 seasons. Again, this is his first start this year. So we'll see what type of timing he has with these wide receivers just in this don't give, don't give me a Philly special. I don't want to see a
0: <laughs> damn Philly special. I'm going to
1: blow a gasket. I could totally see Jeff Saturday just saying, <laughs> "I got nothing to lose. Let's, <laughs> let's 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 run this play again. It was a great play." So it's it's everything is there, Dan, like you said. Mm-hmm. The way that the Chargers defense is playing, this resurgence and energy over these last two weeks, they know now that they are in the thick of the playoff mix, but they should also know that you can't afford to fumble any of these games either. You just there's no way that you should. Agreed. Agreed. Jake,
0: right as we were talking, uh news came out. I know this isn't about the Colts game, but Aaron Donald who the Chargers are going to be going up against, or they were going to be going up against, shut down for the season. So talk about things lining up for them. They go up against the Broncos, and they go up against (sighs) the Rams. Now the Rams have probably no about Stafford, no Aaron Donald, no Cooper Cup. I'm just saying. Like, it's a weird, it's a weird stars are aligning thing that this, like this kind of stuff doesn't happen. Usually. I'm not saying the Chargers are going to take advantage. I'm just saying, like, Don't start counting your stars now. I know. I know. Don't do it. It's
1: hard. It's hard. This AG1's got me all excited, all optimistic. One of the the side effects, apparently, of AG1 can make you partially delusional. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jake. So um, you've done your best to kind of temper expectations
0: for this fan base. Monday night. Predictions. Game balls. (laughs) (laughs) Or I should
1: say predictions and MVPs. How about a bold prediction? How about the Chargers put one in the end zone in the third quarter? It's no, it, it's no, it's no. bound to happen. I mean, it has to happen, right? <laughs> it does. It doesn't sound so bold of a prediction, but in this case, for as long as the, it's been since the Chargers have gotten seven points in the in the third quarter, why the hell not? Okay, there there is no re- way reason that that should not happen in <laughs> each of these last three weeks. Honestly.
0: Agreed. All right, so uh, somehow
1: I'm going to lose that bet. I could third just-
0: quarter <laughs> touchdown for the Chargers says Jake Heffner, and final score. What
1: happens? Uh, final score. I can't deviate from everything that I've been talking about as far as it being as being a close game in the thick of things. Even though the Chargers should roll on paper from a talent perspective, from who they have, health perspective, who's going to be out there on the field. I still think it's going to come down to close, closely contested within those last two to three minutes of the fourth quarter. I'll say the Chargers win 27 24.
0: All right. So you think, so you see the Chargers defense giving up 24 points, but
1: the offense scoring 27. Well, the Colts defense gives up 24 points, which is 20th in the league. I think the Chargers can get slightly above that.
0: All right. uh, Bold prediction for me. Both rushing defense is pretty good. Their passing defense isn't great.
1: Chargers rushing offense isn't very good. <laughs> exactly. Yes, so that's what I'm saying. So, like, you would you would hope that that statistic alone would be easy enough to start scheming a game plan around.
0: I think you're. I honestly think you're going to see. <laughs> I'm going to say at least eight catches from Austin Eckler, out of the backfield, and I think you're going to see a touchdown from both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams.
1: How many of those eight catches are going to be right at the line of scrimmage? Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on to your hats.
0: <laughs> or, okay, within five yards. Okay. That's sure. what I'll say. Um, but I'll, I say the Chargers win, gets nine and six. I'm going to say 20, yeah, 27 17. I think they'll kind of put the hammer down at the end of the game to go up two scores. Uh, Jake, I'll be remiss to to not say this, or I'd be remiss to not say this. Um, it's been a big year for you, for us, for me. Uh, lots of things happening in life and for the Chargers team. Uh, so much to be grateful for. Uh, as the holiday season kind of approaches as we're in the thick of it with all these cookies being had, I just want to say thank you to you, to Ryan at LAFB, to all of our fans, listeners, viewers. Um, we're having so much fun doing this and we love kind of being able to bring you guys content that maybe not be able to get otherwise. Uh, so just a quick sentimental thank you from myself to you, Jake and to everyone else out there.
1: I appreciate that, Dan. It's been a lot of fun that we've been doing this show now for God, even under different banners for for the, <laughs> basically the last what two and a half years. It's, yeah, it's, it's the third wild. season. It's been a while. So uh, I unfortunately will not see everybody until 2023 begins. I will be out of the country starting next week so i'm sure dan will do a recap and i'm sure he will get many international text messages with plenty of expletives from me over the next <laughs> week depending on can't what wait happens. can't wait but, but when i will be back will be 2023 and hopefully we'll be talking about a chargers victory actually in that case that would be after the rams game as well so hopefully i i would be talking about two chargers victories in that circumstance but in a playoff we'll Perfect. see we'll see for Jake Hefner.
0: You can find him at the North Pole and at Jake D. Hefner. You can find myself at Dan W. Sports. Guys, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Enjoy the time with your family and friends. And we'll talk to you next time on Chargers Unleashed.